Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. As we say, 100. I have three U.S. Today bestseller authors on the line. Oh, my God. This is such a pleasure. I have Carrie, Anna, and Melinda on the line. Hey, ladies. Hey. (laughs) Oh, wow. This is crazy. I love this. So, you know, three interviews. So, that means that I have each question for each one of you so we're gonna start with melinda so melinda how does it feel that you was the award-winning u.s today bestseller how do you feel let's see the first time i called my mother (laughs) wow yeah yeah no one else was home everyone else was at work or school so i called my mother and what, um, what did she say? Yeah. She was kind of like flabbergasted, like you did. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think parents would be like, Oh my god, I can't believe that you, you won that for real, seriously? And that should be like one of the exciting things ever, right? Right. It's it it is a milestone and I do make fun of it, but it is it is an honor and it's hard to achieve. So, you know, yay right so Anna how do you feel when you was the the USA Today national bestseller author uh I think shocked was is probably an apt description (laughs) um because actually I hit that with my very first release and it was in a box set that happened that Melinda had me in actually and it was before any of my other books came out so it um it took me a little bit by surprise because those kind of things just don't happen. So I think it's a testament to uh, being in the right place at the right time and saying yes to whatever opportunity not. And uh, sometimes you get some nice rewards for it. Awesome. So Carrie, you know I have to ask you the same thing. So how do you feel to be the U.S. Today bestselling author? Like Anna, it was surreal because uh, Anna and Melinda invited me in on a box set. And it, that was the first thing I had published. So still kind of surreal. Um, oh, you know what else, Carrie? Yeah, you know what else, Carrie? You were like a sub. Someone dropped sub out. Dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I don't know how I will feel. I will be like, I'll be on top of the world, actually. I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I'm a U.S. Today bestseller. Yep, that's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's nice to call your web designer and say, please add this to my header. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. So, Anna, you started reading books when you were a child. Do you ever believe that you were going to be a writer, like an author? Um, I, I, it was, it became an early goal. I mean, um, uh, freshman year in high school was really where the where the writing bug hit. I was always a storyteller, mm-hmm. um, mainly probably because I was an only child, so I was always making up stories. And um, the the writing was something I just kind of fell into, and then once I did, I couldn't get out. I mean, it's it's a bottomless pit once you're into it, really. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, and I'm just I'm just grateful that the one gift my mother always gave me was that she never said no to a book. If I wanted to go to the bookstore, if I wanted to go to the library, it was always yes. And there were never any limits on anything that I wanted to read. So I think that's the gift that she gave me that led me to there. That's awesome. 
that's awesome and melinda you were as a junior manager for a fortune 500 now you was riding like private jets and all that good stuff so what had you decided to leave all that and become a writer or author well as a junior manager and a woman i might add right. um i had to ride on the porta potty on the jets it was not a uh i mean it was a fortune 500 company right. but it was not a luxury jet it was a um a six-seater and then there was the potty which you could pull the curtain around or you could sit on and strap yourself to it so um <laughs> After that, this was long before the Me Too movement, and uh, I was like, you know what, I have a husband and three kids, and I don't do anything for myself, I think I want to try writing as a hobby, and then it just kind of took off, so, yeah, I think I wanted to get off that jet-setting potty. <laughs> right, that's understandable, because I would too, because I would have been like, uh, no, this is not for me. Um, like hey fellas yeah don't put me back here <laughs> exactly exactly and carrie um you live in south carolina you have children and a husband so is it hard to write books with a family uh it was when they were younger now they're much more understanding and much more patient and um now they're, they're teenagers now so i can look straight at them and i do and tell them I'm really not listening to you. Actually, I take that back. They look straight at me and they go, you're not listening to me, are you? And I'm like, no, I'm actually in my head writing. But if you give me 10 minutes, I will circle back around and give you my full focus. But when they were little, uh, my office space, we were a small business owner, my brother and I. And so my office space shared um, was their playroom and my desk. So it was Barbie and Little's Pet Shops and then my desktop. And then I would do all my business small business stuff and then I would switch over to writing and then Barbie would come and join me and Little's push shops would come in and all the other stuff we were just talking about the other day how much fun it was <laughs> a playroom and an office it was supposed to have been a dining room and a living room but it was not so yeah you just figure out how to make it work wherever you are right and you're right um <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so uh Anna so why did you choose romance as your genre of books to write um is because that you're so in love with romance or what was it for you to actually say romance is the is the genre of books i want to write novels i want to write i i think really it was like that piece of a puzzle kind of clicking into place because i didn't start off reading romance mm. um and i grew up in the 70s before they had you know all the young adult books that they do now so i was reading stephen king and uh really adult authors even before i was 10 so it wasn't until somebody gave me a romance novel in uh freshman year of high school and I read it, and it was literally like somebody had given me a drug, and I could not get enough of them. And I think it was, it was, um, uh, I found something empowering about those heroines, is because they were living their own lives on their own terms, and that was, you can kind of, I lived vicariously through them. In fact, I changed my college major for years, depending on what group of books I was reading. I mean, when I was uh, heavily into Patricia Cornwell, at one point I wanted to be a forensic or a, or a coroner, which 
God help me, that would have been medical school. So that went out the window pretty soon. And then, you know, at times I wanted to be a paralegal or I wanted to be a journalist or something. And then it finally clicked that I can be all of those things depending on whatever I'm writing. So, and for me, you know, so much of our society is based on happily ever after and finding the person you're supposed to be with and all of that kind of stuff. And being able to do that on pages, to me, it was just a natural fit. So, um... It's not to say I don't include other aspects like Stephen King inspires storylines every once in a while, but but for me, romance it was it was the place that was waiting for me. I think, and when I found it, there isn't any other option for me. Oh, awesome! Okay, and the same question for you, Melinda. So, why did you choose to write romance books? You know, I like Anna. I grew up reading a diverse, you know, spectrum. My mom was a great reader. And uh, she start, She found Georgette Hare and, uh, you know, Regency Romance. And so that kind of started me on a historical romance kick that to this day I love historical romances. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until, um, wasn't until, you know, I was kind of looking for something just for me. And I had read, a lot of readers will identify with this, I had read through a stack of really clunker books, you know, Do Not Finish. And um, and then I found a beautiful book that, you know, it was sexy, it was fast-paced, and there were tears at the end. And I thought, wow, this is how it should be done. You know, maybe I could do this. And the woman's information was at the front of the book. And it was uh, this author who's now retired, Susan Crosby. Mm -hmm. And she lived 45 minutes from me. So I wrote to her. That was back in the day of, you know, post office boxes. I wrote to her and said, hey, how do you start this writing thing? And she invited me to a Romance Writers of America meeting. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, mm-hmm. Carrie, I see you got a lot of love from your grandparents and they was together for so many years. Is that why you started writing romance books because of your grandparents or is this something that you was into? Um, let's see. My grandparents actually are just sort of inspire me. My grandparents were the grandparents who were married 70 plus years, still held hands. Um, I would listen to my grand my grandfather say his prayers every night because they eventually had to be moved downstairs um, just for cause mobility and everything. So their bedroom was kind of in what was their family room. And when we visited, the house was tiny, and I would sleep on the couch next to him. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to my grandfather say his prayers out loud and um, all about my grandmother and just adored her. And so I grew up with just a really strong sense of what, true love was and then um long long time reader and fell into started reading and then kind of like melinda and anna fell into romance and knew this was all i wanted to read i couldn't read enough historicals whatever i could get my hands on i wanted the love story and even today when i jump out of the genre and read outside i still miss the love story it's not in there even even if it's just a secondary kind of plot line that works for me but i just it's one of my favorite places to be and something i like celebrating so um but i would say my grandparents just sort of inspired that um both sets of grandparents were married a very long time so and now my parents are in the same position and um so just you know i've seen love work and i've seen it not work and i've seen it the heart hard parts of it and the just the best parts of it and I like to write about that. That's awesome because I love romance books. I like 
romance you know i don't know i i like my like when i look at lifetime and stuff like that i'm like yeah this is great you know <laughs> romance <laughs> romance is everything for me i love the love give me some love that's, yeah. all, I, <laughs> that's all i want um anna tell us about your first novel in 2014 and tell us about your recent book so 2014 would have been thanks to Melinda. <laughs> she and uh, we were Skyping at the time before Zoom. We Skyped. New Skype would become old-fashioned. Right. But uh, we would jump on and do uh, plotting sessions and brainstorming sessions. And Melinda had an idea to do an anthology for the heartwarming line for Harlequin because other lines had made a success of it. And Melinda had approached one of the editors and she, you know, we were on a on a group phone call there for for a while, and she said, "Hey, what, what do you think if we did this?" And I was lucky enough to be in on that call, so we uh, came up with the uh, idea of Christmas Town, Maine. Called it Christmas, actually, because we wanted to make it similar in uh, story blocking, like uh, Love, actually, where it's called. All characters you see throughout all of the stories, and then there's one big coming together event at the end of the book. So um, we wrote up a proposal, and Melinda sent it into Harlequin, and it sold. So that was, and then a few weeks after that, in fact, she called me on Christmas Eve to congratulate me on becoming a Harlequin author. So that will uh, forever uh, mean a lot to me that that call came from Melinda because if it wasn't for her this whole thing wouldn't have started um, and then a few months later I sold to Berkeley with a three book deal um, for their digital first line um, so cut to 2020 um, and my most recent book well I've got three of them out this month actually I have um, a heartwarming that uh, let's see which one I'm starting to forget what my releases are. Uh, Heartwarming is the third of the Blackwell Sisters books, which is something that the three of us and two other authors wrote together, and that's Montana Dreams. I have a romantic suspense out called Guarding His Midnight Witness, which is my ode to Alfred Hitchcock movies and Gaslight, the movie. And then third is our Thanksgiving anthology with Ark Manor, uh, Thankfully in Love, that uh, Leslie Robin edited, and we also uh, have Kayla Perrin in there with us as well. So, um, life is good. You yeah, know, when the dream that. comes true, I could definitely dream's tell. there. I can definitely tell because all these good things you have. And Melinda, you are awesome for just even <laughs> acknowledging helping people out. That is so good. Women power. That's what I call it. That's, you know, I did I did actually the same thing for Carrie. We were actually, the three of us were in a critique group of about, I don't know, six or seven yeah. women together. And the rest of them kind of, you know, drifted away. And it was just the three of us. So we've kind of hung together through thick and thin. And I think Anna actually got Carrie and I into the thankfully in love anthology with, with Leslie. So it's like payback time, right? That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome that y'all sticking together. You know, as they say, some some apples will fall off the tree, but the, the strongest will stay together. That's how I see it. Hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell um, Melinda, tell us about your book, Sunshine Valerie series. Uh, well, the Sunshine Valley series is a small town rom com. I'm not really sure there is such a thing, 
Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, but it's fun. It's it's uh, the premise is there are three widowed matchmakers. They're on the board of the widows club in a small town, and every quarter they play poker to decide who they're going to match. So the winner of the poker game gets to choose somebody they're going to find a love match for. Oh wow! So how many series are there? It's like how many series? You- Well, there's two. There's two books out in the series right now. The latest release uh, just dropped the end of September. A very merry match, okay. uh, which is about a kindergarten teacher and the mayor. And there's uh, the kindergarten teacher. Her husband passed away and left her with a lot of debt. And then some some thugs show up from an online gambling casino to try to collect money. Um, and I have, you know, you wouldn't normally find us in a small town. I think I come with kind of a twisted view of of life and just to try to put in kind of unexpected things into the stories. You know, like I said, it's a rom-com. Right. So, yeah. So there are two books and two novellas out in the series from Forever Romance. Okay. And Carrie, tell me about your recent book that you have out, your recent novel. Let's see, uh, let's see, the fifth book in the Blackwell Sister series, mm-hmm. so this is, it just, re- or it's releasing, I guess, tomorrow, December 1st, it wraps up the Blackwell continuity series that Melinda and I wrote with two other authors, and then in November, I had Thankfully in Love released with it, which is the anthology that Leslie Robin with Arc Banner that they did, so those are the two that are out now, um, and then everything else is coming next year. <laughs> and it's hard. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking probably like Anna because I'm working on a partial beginning of a brand new one. I'm revising another one. And I need to write an epilogue for another one. And so I'm like, which books are we talking about? I'm not sure. Which. <laughs> like, I don't, please don't ask me for specific characters because I'm going to have to go find the book and like look at the back really fast because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm in the rodeo book or if I need to, I need to go back to Seaglass Bay and um, yeah, so I'm kind of all over the map right at the moment. <laughs> okay, okay. And Anna, in your bio, it says if you're not reading books, you are dealing with serious supernatural. So I want you to explain that to me because I was like, what does she mean by that? Hmm. Supernatural, the TV show. Oh. Which just which just ended like two weeks ago, and I'm 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 actually still in mourning, so it's a it's a miracle I can coherently speak. But um, no, I'm one of the diehard fans who um, <laughs> who uh, arranged their life depending on when Supernatural was going to air. In fact, I can still remember um, my best friend and I were. Um, I forgot where, I think we were at Disneyland, I'm not sure, but wherever we were in the hotel, they didn't get the channel that Supernatural was on, and we were literally going to different bars asking if they would turn it on so we could watch it, which if you know me, I don't go to bars, so you know I have to be a diehard fan if it's, if I'm doing something like that, but... Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so it's 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 a TV show. It was on for 15 years, and funny enough, 15 years, and there were still people who never heard of it. 
but um, it was it was just it was an inspiration for a, for a long time. Oh, okay, because I was like wondering. I was like, "Do she do supernatural stuff, or what's really going on?" That's, with well, that too, because I I also like writing paranormal romance. So yes, but okay. no, the the reference in my bio is about supernatural those TV series. Okay, okay, and Melinda, Den Line Wishes will be on TV, like a movie. So can you tell? <laughs> yeah, it was made. Uh, yeah, both Anna and I have uh, have had. Harlequin books made into TV movies. Oh. Mine was mine was called. It was based on the book Dandelion Wishes, uh, and it it's called Love in Harmony Valley, starring Amber Marshall of Heartland fame. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it was kind of another surreal moment, like you know USA Today. Like when they emailed me and they said, "Hey, we're going to be making this book into a movie," and I. It was like 5.30 in the morning when I read it, and I kind of nudged my husband and said, hey, they're making one of my books into a movie. And he rolled over and said, nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, men don't believe anything really until they see it, right? Right, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. And Carrie, how long have you been writing? <laughs> Let's see. A long time? How old am I it's been a long, I will tell you this, it's been a long time, um, a good 15 years at least, I, but the first few years were around uh, work and small babies and not maybe quite as serious, and then when the three of us sort of got together and said we need to actually start producing and get serious, then I was like, okay, because when you have people expecting pages from you and that kind of stuff you start kind of getting your button gear or getting your butt in the chair I guess is what it's called right. and so seriously writing probably the last I don't know how long has it been guys it's been a while wow. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like some days it's been a, you know ages and other days it's gone by really fast um my daughter just told me the other day I have 17 books out and I had no idea oh, wow. um and so I was like what? She's like, I counted them all. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's fascinating because that feels like that just happened over the last couple of years. Wow. That is awesome, <laughs> though. You know, y'all are so motivated in writing. And um, Anna, I know when I was reading your bio, you said, what do you do? You, spare, you spend your spare time cooking. So are you a really good cook? Oh, I think I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I only, I only really cook for my mother, and she can't really criticize. Otherwise, she'll starve. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty good. Which is funny because growing up, I had no interest in being in the kitchen, and then um, I think Food Network had a lot to do with it. And I also grew up on Julia Child reruns. Oh, yeah. so um, and then uh, God helped me a couple of years ago. I discovered the Great British Bake Off. Oh Lord Almighty, uh, which just sends you into a whole other plane of existence and obsession with with baking and magazines and cookbooks and all kinds of stuff. But for me, the like um, you know, people like to take their birthdays off and not cook or whatever or go out or whatever. And me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, if it's my birthday, I want to spend the day cooking. I want to spend the day in the kitchen because for me, that's when my brain shuts off and I get some of my best ideas when I'm doing all my prep work and when I'm chopping or mixing or whatever. That's where my brain really kicks in 
for stuff that I'm, and, and often that's what I'll do when I'm having a problem with a plot, is I'll just get up and we'll start cooking something that'll end up in the freezer probably, but um, it's a decompression thing for me, and it's, it's another way to be creative too, where you go off the recipe, or even if you're staying on the recipe, it's, it's, it's being creative. That's awesome. And Melinda, I see you married your college sweetheart. So, and you spend your time in, if you're not writing, remodeling your home. So how's that going? Oh, Lordy. <laughs> well, we made the mistake of moving during the pandemic. And uh, we moved from California to Oregon into a fixer. And uh, currently, well, we are, we are at a midpoint where holes in the walls are thankfully covered up. But they tore out our driveway on Wednesday. And uh, so we have no driveway. And I think we got two inches of rain because <laughs> it's Oregon. <sighs> and so it was just a mud pit out in front of our house. And uh, then the contractor told me Wednesday night, yeah, you know, I don't think we should pour the new driveway until January. And I just kind of walked back into the house kind of numb. Like... <laughs> You know, right. I, I wear, literally, I wear my rubber mud boots every day. Oh, wow. It's a little bit surreal when you come from, I used to live closer to Anna, as did Carrie. And, uh, you know, our average temperature right now is it's like 44 degrees, I think, Ooh. this past week. Oh, God, no. I and I'm used to California where it's like 65 to 75 in the winter. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a whole different ball game in terms of weather up here. So, I think, yeah, we we are very busy. We finished two bathrooms, and we still have one bathroom to go. And you know, yeah, we discovered we discovered hardwoods. That was our big yippee. <laughs> right, right. So, Carrie, so do you believe that people can find love? Yes. Well, listen, I was going to say, I was gonna say Is there something. more to that question? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, do you, we write romance. It's kind right, of a given. Right. But I was going to say, do you believe that people can find love online? Oh, online? Uh, yes, I actually know a couple people that have personally. Um, yeah, I believe, you know, yes. And I believe sometimes the stranger the situation sometimes you can find love that way too you know i yes i admit it i watch all the bachelors all the bachelorettes i watch all that kind of stuff because you just never know um i think if you're open to it and you're in a place where you're ready um but i also believe which in almost all of my books nobody none of my characters are ever setting out specifically looking for love love is what happens to them while they're off trying to do something else entirely um and so I think that if everybody's open and when the timing's right, yes, I believe people can find it. So whether that's online, especially now, I would think even even pre-COVID and the pandemic, I think online is a, a viable way to meet somebody. And it forces you to actually talk and get to know, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, versus, that, that, that is you know. true. That is true. Um, it forces you to actually talk because you're... You, it's nothing else you can do but sit down and yeah. communicate with the, with whoever you're talking to, right? So, yeah. um, you ladies, do you think, like, 
the hardest thing is finding true love though um, people can fall in love every day and I can, I, they can say I love you I love you but true love is the word that you think that it can, can they find like um, yeah, and I would tell you I would tell you the words are the easy part right it's right. easy and we've probably all been in situations where someone's given the words because they're easy but you know and, and having I have two teenage girls and we talk a lot about that it's easy to say those words but to actually live that live that you are in love with somebody and live that it's a whole different ball game um, and that's you know one of the things I'm trying to teach my girls you know, guys will say a lot of things. Women too, right? It's, some stuff's easier, um, but to actually show and respect and all the things that go in with what love is, that's the hard part. That's the magic, right? I, you know, I think that's really a, a valid point because love, everyday love takes work, you know, to be in it. You have to be nicest to the person that you say you love that that's closest to you that shares your space whereas it's so easy to you know be nice to a stranger and thank them for serving you or or whatever and then come home and take out your daily frustrations you know with someone at home i i interestingly enough i had this conversation with one of my editors who said i wonder if romance is creating this view of of men and love and women in relationships or whatever, you know, female, female, male, male relationships or whatever it is, that is unrealistic because we give them a happily ever after, but we don't show the daily part afterwards. Right. That is true. How do you feel yeah. about Anna? Uh, I have to believe it's possible because that's what I write every day. Right. Um, I, I personally haven't experienced it, but I have certainly been witness to lots of friends and family who have. You know, it's interesting, um, my parents divorced when I was 10, but and I never knew my grandfather, but I remember my grandmother talking about well, both of her husbands, actually. She lost both of them before she passed, but um, I can remember talking to my grandmother about either my who I call my granddaddy, which was my mother's father, or my grandfather, who was married to her when I was born, um, the way that my grandmother's eyes would light up when she would talk about either of those men, I think it instilled in me that, that core belief that it's absolutely possible. I think also being at the right place at the right time and the stars aligning have a lot to do with it. I also think, you know, it, it, it can happen at any time. I think people have to be open to it. Um, um, take a chance. Yeah. yeah, you have to be willing to take a chance, which could explain why I have not found it is because I'm very much a homebody. The pandemic for me is like <laughs> every day. I don't go anywhere very often. So, I mean, if I go, if I'm going somewhere, it's probably to Disneyland or it's to a writer's conference. <laughs> That's like the extent of my life. But, um, uh, it's nice, it's nice to be able to write about it and to live vicariously through those characters. And also it's, 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 it's also nice to witness, uh, you know, I've been around Melinda and her husband and Carrie and her husband and, um, other friends of ours. And I have a couple of family members who are very happily married, but I'm also very aware that reality is very much a part of that life. Um, and it is not all sunshine and roses and there's reason why books end 
either at the proposal or the wedding or the or the I love you because that's when shit gets real. Excuse my French. So um, so that's uh, yeah. I absolutely my long-winded way of answering. Yes, it absolutely exists, but I think you have to be open to it. Not necessarily be looking for it, but I think you need to be open to it. Yeah, and I and I believe that. And as you say something about the pandemic, um, we all know that people are going through so much right now the t- 2020 has i guess toward this this world down a little bit um people are still losing their homes they're still losing their jobs um some are fortunate that this not happening to them but the ones that are um i usually give them a positive message just to lift their heads up and i have three beautiful ladies on the line so I would like for you guys just to give them a positive message, just to hold their head up and knowing that it's a light at the tunnel somewhere. Um, We just have to find it because right now it seems like it's not going up, it's going down. And um, so I guess I'll start with um, Carrie. Sure. I, I would tell everybody to just not lose hope. I think right now and not to forget laughter uh it's just so important and just simple simple kindness and you know simple kindness and now it's hard like with a mask but saying hello and asking somebody how they are you know eye contact and just don't give up and don't lose hope because i really believe well 2021 is coming thank god and um i really believe it's going to get better you know we just have to because like you i believe there is light at the other side we just have to keep pushing you know keep pushing and hold those we care about close and just be kind it's just a you know because i just think kindness spreads and i just think that has a way of sort of pushing aside some of the darkness and that's true and i totally agree with that and so uh, melinda well, I think, uh, you know, Carrie said that so well, and uh, my mom was a first grade teacher for decades, and she just instilled in us, you know, the golden rule, and, you know, look at, like Carrie said, looking at people in the eye, whether they're, you know, you're placing an order at a fast food restaurant, or, you know, somebody helping you get gasoline or whatever, just acknowledging that, you know, it's another human being regardless of of race or gender or gender identification or appearance, tattoos, color of their skin, whatever. Everyone is a person and deserves, you know, the the kindness and respect that you would want to be treated with as well. Just, you know, if everyone if everyone can just kind of embrace that, I think the things are being put in place to help end, you know, end COVID or at least get it under control and so people can focus on you know the goodness of of people and the kindness of humankind again that would be lovely yeah it would be Uh, and I agree with you on that too because we need to have more kindness it seemed like I don't know the evil is coming out of some people right now but um (sighs) no matter what color you are or what like I don't know it's just like they just this world is is going a different direction and we need more kindness more smiles more laughter more you know caring you know mm-hmm. so that's what we need right now so anna well they didn't leave much for me to 
deal with here, but, um, <laughs> thanks guys. Um, but as I was listening to the two of them, and I've, I've been thinking a lot about this as we have a lot of thinking time these days, every single person on this planet is a soul. And I wish everybody would realize that. I wish as you look at a person, you're not just looking at the person, you're looking at that person's existence and the life that they've led. And far be it from any of us to judge what anybody is going through throughout this time. That said, keeping that light in your heart and knowing that there will be there will be an end to this. There, there, there is hope at the end. And I, you know, I say that as a romance novelist and the, the whole romance genre is all about hope. Um, without hope, that's when the darkness really starts to seep in. So even if you just walk outside and you see flowers struggling out from under the snow or, um, even the weeds that are growing in the grass or just take a moment and place yourself in that moment and embrace what you've been given. And the fact that you have been given it gives you the chance to move beyond it. Um, it's it's going to take a long time for us to get back to anywhere close to where we were before this whole thing hit. But I think the only way we do that is through empathy and through compassion and through kindness. Well, like Carrie said and like Melinda said. I mean, and at the end of the day, if we don't have those things, then what are we even struggling to survive for? That is that's, that's what I keep telling myself. Good, good, ladies. That is so such a good, positive message. And I can see that you two, the three ladies, y'all are so close. And I can tell by <laughs> the way y'all talk and y'all uplift each other. And that is awesome. You know, um y'all keep doing what y'all do and stick by each other be there for each other because it's hard to find people like you guys you know um like you said people can talk and talk and don't show action but y'all three y'all have action all the way around the board Aww. so that well, is, thank you that is very thank good you. That is very, very good. Y'all just stay together. And um, I would like for you to tell the audience, the listeners, your um, social media. So we're going to start with Anna. So they can follow you, um, whatever, the, and your website, all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, you can find links to all my social media presence uh, at www.authorannastewart.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Author Anna J. Stewart. Um, I'm on Twitter at AJ Stewart Writer. I don't always recommend people follow me on Twitter for various reasons because uh, I can get a little obnoxious. But um, and on Instagram at uh, Anna G Stewart. Uh, the main and then uh, on the website you can also sign up for newsletters, which is the same for all of us. Newsletters are the great, perfect place to keep in touch with us. And uh, but social media, I'm mainly on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, and um, Melinda. Yeah, um, I'm at melindacurtis.com, and uh, there's an opportunity if there's a sign up there, sign up for my newsletter and get a couple free reads to see, you know, if you like my voice, because 
you know, reading, reading is kind of like uh, sitting down at a buffet, you know, some things, some things you hearken to and you relate to better than others. So I have no problem giving away a book or two. Um, I'm also on Facebook at Melinda Curtis Author and uh, on Instagram. I think it's Mel Curtis Author on Instagram. I'm trying to stay off Twitter. I'm <laughs> trying oh to be positive and stay off Twitter. What is going on with Twitter? Art move. <laughs> well, you said stay off of Twitter. So what's going on with Twitter? Maybe I need to get off Twitter. Oh, know. you know, I, I just feel like uh, everybody saves the worst thing to say about their day on twitter oh my so, god I would that would be i'm trying to stay right? off there yeah. yeah no offense no offense to twitter <laughs> users who bring love and joy right so carrie i'm at uh carrielynnweb.com my facebook twitter instagram are all carrie lynn webb um let's see yeah i'm not on much of them often but i do jump on and try to check i'm trying to get better at instagram and i have a newsletter sign up and a monthly contest that runs if you sign up for the newsletter that kind of stuff and like anna said that's probably the best way to contact me and um that's it okay and i want you ladies to know that i followed you on instagram can you please follow me back okay yes yeah, sure. Yeah, because I was like, hold on, I followed these ladies. They didn't even follow me back yet, okay? <laughs> but I'm not going to follow Wait you on Twitter. Minute. I won't follow you on Twitter, okay? I won't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I want to say to you guys, like, I thank you so much. I think y'all awesome, awesome women. And I, I love all of you guys. I just love the way you talk, the way you the way y'all moving and is is so like motivating um you motivated me because i'm like okay i need to keep on doing what i'm doing because this is great when you talk to great people like you guys it, it inspires you a lot and it's just so good that y'all three are together like y'all are and i just want y'all to continue doing what you're doing hope your family stay safe and you know just keep safe be healthy and I hope 20, 2021 will be a better year for everybody. Oh, amen to yes. that. And you keep doing what you're yeah. doing. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. Awesome. And I will talk to you guys soon. And y'all um, be safe. You too. You too. All you right, too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.